believe you're the savior of our soul. We believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Bram, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. We believe in the power of the gospel. We believe you can transform every soul. We believe you're the Savior. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. Let the nations be glad, all his saints rejoice. Him you shall hear. So he articulated Jesus Christ and a Christian worldview in that marketplace. And it was not allowed or shouted down. But the sources of other worldviews, like Karl Marx's worldview or Lenin and Stalin's worldviews that would go with that, they were not only allowed, they were espoused and furthered. In fact, when he went to Grand Canyon University, he had a very open communist teacher. I said, how do you go to a Christian college that you're paying for? And you have a professor that's openly communist. Can you walk me through? I was like, that's nothing. I got God trained me for this at OCC. I'm good. So, you know, GCU might say, well, in the marketplace of thought, we want to expose our kids to all these different things. And maybe to be accredited, they have to expose them. You know, like who knows how tenured and all that kind of stuff is. I don't know. I just know my son went to GCU, a Christian college, and had to sit through a communist, openly communist professor propagating communist agenda to Christian kids like our high schoolers who go away to college. That I know. That I know. So there's a battle for the minds and there's a battle for the next generation. Of course, Lincoln said the next generation, whoever educates the public school system has the next generation. Abraham Lincoln said that. The Bolsheviks, the Soviet Union clearly understood this. One of the things that many of you know, my son Luke went to China for a mission trip. He learned Mandarin. He speaks Mandarin. He reads Mandarin. He understands it very well. He has a photographic memory. And when he learned Chinese, the Mandarin language, he would engage many, you know, the, how the generation is. They would have these group blogs where you communicate and you learn the language. They're learning English. You're learning, they're learning English from you. You're learning Mandarin from them. And, and you're some marketplace of thought. And he, could, he just couldn't understand how none of the Chinese students he ever engaged with, and he engaged, he engaged with them locally as well, they didn't understand the concept of personal freedom and personal accountability. They didn't understand that parents are caused to raise children, not the state. They just could not wrap their minds around that. And he tried to help them understand the American way of how things went. They just wouldn't get it. See, he was bringing a competitive view, a source of truth. Him you shall hear. He was bringing Jesus into those conversations for the worldview that he holds to as a follower of Christ that he learned at Calvary Chapel High School, MCA, and these things. And he was bringing it to that forum, and this is what he was encountering. So for them to lock up Christians and Muslims in these death camps in China, which is now going to be a major protest to try and keep the Beijing Olympics happening in 2022, because that protest is already underway for civil rights violations and the oppression of people and worldviews. So I haven't had to battle in the marketplace of thought for a long time other than just when I worked regular jobs and took some heat for being a Christian. Shirts and hotel, surf shop, billabong, you know, you get this stuff. But this is what our children have been through. 
So as we're looking at 2021 and going forward to 2031, 2041, 2051, 2061, 2071, 2081, when I'd be 120, of course, I won't be here. Most of you won't be here either. This woke mob, this cancel culture is so prevalent, and this is nothing new. This is exactly what the Soviet Union does, because totalitarian authoritarian regimes, what they do is they silence any opposing thought. So this is why Christians have been so persecuted and shipped off to the gulags under Russian communism and the Bolsheviks and the Soviets and all that, and happening right now in China and these things, and these type of oppressive countries. There's, no, there's many countries we support missionaries in that have less than 1% Christian influence or professing faith in Christ, and it's very challenging ministry. This is what you get. But it doesn't stop us from being who we are because those worldviews of false religions and false human philosophies, they are damned and they'll send you to hell. There's only one source of truth that will save a woman, save a man in each and every generation and him you will hear. So tonight we need to be reminded that it's Jesus Christ who is the source source of all truth on all matters of the human experience. And he is the fulfillment of the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. Therefore, everything written in the law and the Psalms of the prophets are in place with the church. And the apostolic doctrine of the New Testament writings, including the book of Acts, all the gospels, the pastoral epistles, the book of Revelation, it's all there as one full canon body of scripture to thoroughly equip us for every good work of what is truth and right and true. We know the truth when we read the truth because Jesus is truth. He is the source of all truth. He is the truth. So we have to help our generation, our children, our children's children understand that him we will hear. They need to know, we all need to know from here to the grave, from the womb to the tomb, that Jesus is always, has always been, will always be the final authority of truth in all matters of life, origin, Gender, marriage, purpose, salvation, all of it. Him you will hear. Him we will hear. And it's one thing if the church doesn't want, excuse me, if the world doesn't want to listen to Jesus Christ as a source of truth, like being shouted down. Luke showed me these emails from this communist Chinese student he had at OCC. They were so hostile toward him, so aggressive. And I go, Luke, how do you even go to school with people like this? He goes, yeah, he's just eating a sandwich. It's no big deal. You know, like, just no big deal for Luke. Like, I would just get so worked up. It doesn't change who he is today and his faith and whom he's listening to to guide his marriage, guide his children, and even how he raises his dog. Him you will hear. Whether we were occupied the Netherlands during Hitler's occupation like Corey Tim Boom, we have to decide, are we going to listen to the Nazis and the mayor who's in bed with the Nazis, or are we going to listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the value of all humanity, and hide the Jews and get them to refuge? Or the Underground Railroad in pre-Civil War time? We have to decide, are we with Harriet Tubman, or are we with these people who twist the scriptures to their own demise? We have to decide who we're with. Him ye shall hear. See, even like Frederick Douglass and, and these other great Americans, black and white, like, they were, they were led by the scriptures. They were moved by the scriptures. They weren't, they, they, they weren't moved from the scriptures. They were moved by the scriptures. And the scriptures to come from us through Jesus Christ. And they reflect to us Jesus Christ. Him we will hear. So how I treat illegal immigrants or homeless people is based upon 
Jesus is my source of how I see homeless people, how I see multi-ethnic people, how I see people struggling with gender identity or the new term that you would have. I still see people in need of a savior and it's Jesus who declares it to us. He is who we listen to. So we're reminded tonight as the body of Christ, we do not move from Jesus Christ as our source of truth ever, ever under any circumstances because without the head, we're a headless chicken. We're just a body running around without direction with perspiration but no inspiration. Him, we will hear. So make sure when you're praying for your personal life, it's him you hear. My sheep hear my voice, they obey me, and they follow me. Make sure it's him you hear over your marriage for what's right and wrong in your marriage and things to work through in your marriage. Make sure it's him that you will hear how you raise your children, make decisions about your children, and what you, how you direct them in the Lord. Make sure it's him that's guiding you, not the neighbor, not public education, not presidents and dictators and czars. It's him we will hear, and God will always honor that. I'm grateful I didn't grow up in Russia in the teens, the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s, and the 50s, or the 60s and the 70s. And I'm grateful I'm not growing up in China right now as a teenager. I'm grateful for my timeline and our timeline that God's given us, and you younger people be grateful for yours because there's a work for you in your timeline. And what was true when I was born in 1961 will be true the day I step into eternity. Him, you will hear. He is the source of our truth, in our decision-making. And the reason I bring up these other countries, I can tell you this, I would have never, ever let Stalin or Lenin, of course, Lenin died of cancer early on in the 20s, but Stalin particularly, I would, ne- I would never let them break my will and faith in Jesus Christ under any circumstance, nor would I have let the Nazis or anyone else, Pol Pot, anyone. I would have, if I was black and a slave in the 1600s, 1800s, I would have never let them break my will. They would have never broken my will and my convictions with Jesus Christ, ever. I would have laid down my life for my convictions. You have to decide what hill you're going to die on, all of us. We had one person almost step into eternity this last week, we know very well, and another person we heard of who did step into eternity. And we have to decide what hill we're going to die on. The hill of him you hear, that Jesus is your source of truth, that is the hill to plant your flag and die on. And I'm willing to let anything come my way standing on that hill as you should be too. Because if him you don't hear, it's Stalin you hear, or false religions and false philosophies, it's damned. Those worldviews are damned. They're they're not Jesus. And they're condemned by Jesus. Him we shall hear. Then it says that I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And that's why we have to hear Jesus. He speaks for the Father in all things. No one has seen the Father any time, but the only begotten of the Father, the Son, he has declared him to us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word there in John 1, 1, for Word is Greek logos, which is thought intelligently expressed. So when the Holy Spirit tells us that Jesus is the Word, the Holy Spirit is telling us that all that you can cognitively understand in the human experience is of Jesus Christ. And as Jesus Christ came into the world, in the beginning was the, the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, be, you know, and then it says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's Jesus Christ. The law we received through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. So this is the black and white version, and then grace and truth in Jesus Christ is the fullness. And everything Jesus 
said reflects the Father. Everything Jesus did reflects the Father, and who Jesus is reflects the Father. Because they said to Jesus, show us the Father, and he goes, I've already shown you the Father. He that's seen me has seen the Father. He also said concerning substance of, of nature, he that has seen me has seen the Father. I and the Father are one. And the Jews knew what he meant because they picked up stones to stone him because he claimed to be God. Jesus didn't hang on the cross for being a, for capital punishment for a capital crime. He hung on the cross for saying he was God. We understand the Father's nature as we see Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin. We understand the Father's heart toward humanity as we watch Jesus Christ with humanity. And we understand the truths of the Father for the created being from the Creator for us. Created in His image for His glory, for His purpose, to know Him and have fellowship with Him, restored through His Son. We understand the Father's love for lost humanity, that while we are yet enemies, Christ came and died for us to reconcile us. Him is our source. I will put my words in his mouth to speak. So when Jesus looks at his apostles on that last night, when he's about to be crucified, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, that means no one. No world religions, no Islam, no Buddhism, no Confucianism, no animist beliefs of the African tribes, no political powers, no secular human philosophies that can save us. Jesus, him, you will hear because he speaks the words of the Father, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. In John chapter 3, it says, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have the Father, and the wrath of God abides upon him. I will put my words in his mouth. And because Jesus fulfills all the scriptures, all the scriptures are connected to Jesus, and they guide us in all truths. And many of us have been and will be persecuted for his name's sake and for righteousness' sake, which comes from his word. And we must be prepared to, to stand for that, be willing to stand for that. You know I study a lot of history, and I just, I don't have to go back far to think what the choices people had to make. And I just think, like, who's going to collaborate with evil when it rises? You know, when you lived in a neighborhood in Holland and your neighbors collaborated with the Nazis? The girl you went to high school with? Your buddy from the football team? They became Nazi collaborators? And they became brutal, just like the occupiers? And they killed millions of their own people? Put them on trains to death camps? It's good to study history and learn from history and be inspired by history. Corey Rudig, the deacon who used to be here years ago, the former Marine sniper, married a Russian woman, uh, is my son's boss with Hyundai. He gave me a book years ago. It's called Things We Couldn't Say. It's about the Dutch underground during Nazi occupation. Not the Corey Tim Boom story, but just Christians. When you had, had the food cards to get food and all the betrayal and how they lived out their faith under that. I read books like that because I learn a lot from them. There's a lot to learn. Because we just don't know where it's all going. But wherever it's going in our timeline, 
or after our timeline. He is our source. Him you will hear, and his words are the words of life. So as Peter and John stood before the Sanhedrin council and said, and they said, don't ever mention this man's name again. They said, you decide what you think is right with God. That could be your professor. That could be your mayor. That could be your president. That could be your parliament. That could be the, the bully who's running your city. You can't gather. You can't preach. You can't speak. You can't do these things. And we have to decide, are we going to be like Peter and John and say, you decide what you think is right, but we can't help but speak what God has put on our heart. For there is no other name given among heaven and men by which we must be saved, the name of Jesus Christ. So not only does that offend totalitarian kingdoms that are opposed to any religious view, it also offends opposing religious views as well. So we get it from both sides. We get it from world religious systems that are false and damned coming against us. Don't let anyone reduce Jesus to a prophet. He's the prophet. He's the son of God, the lamb of God, or a religious leader. Him we will hear, and he speaks all the words of the Father. I'll put my words in him. And the person of Christ and what he says and the totality of scripture is by which we will stand on the day of Christ Jesus when we step into eternity. That's what we're going to stand on. What do we do with Jesus and what do we do with his words and the scriptures? That's, that's where we're all headed. We are all headed to a date in eternity where we're going to stand before the Lord and it'll be, are we in the Lamb's book of life? Or are we in the books that are open because we rejected him like Lenin when he stepped into eternity? Are we like testimony of redemption? George Mueller, the great Christian leader in the late 1800s in England who fed all the you know, orphans, thousands of them every day by faith, never asked for money, sent money all over the world to missionaries. His tomb is in Bristol. His tomb's in Bristol. We stayed at a bed and breakfast with Andy and Rosie there in England when we went there in 2010 with Mr. Foster and Luke and Tim. And one night I was speaking with Andy. He says, well, you know, I got on. I said, well, what about George Mueller? He's like, let me tell you something about George Mueller. Can I tell you something? And no one knows except my wife. And I said, Yes, tell me. He goes, I found his tombstone in the cemetery in Bristol. And with Rosie as my witness, I go up every few months and I clean it up and I put flowers there. I go, no kidding. You found George Mueller's tombstone. And you could, I'll go, his is completely overgrown. You would never know it was his. But I followed, I did the research, the directory, and I found it. Wow. Now, I've been to the empty tomb in Jerusalem. Just a quick question, because some of you have been to Israel. How many of you have been to Israel and been to the empty tomb? One, two, Kathy, you're there. Okay. Chris, Amber, Alex, Scott, you haven't been to the empty tomb in Jerusalem? Okay, there you go. All right, just making sure. So about a half dozen of us. Can we agree the tomb's empty? <laughs> yeah? Okay. And then, of course, I told you I went to Russia a year and a half ago. Scott, did you go to Red Square when you went to Russia? Do you see Lenin's tomb? Okay, we have two witnesses on Lenin's tomb. Where's Lenin? He's in the tomb. Yeah. So here we have George Mueller's legacy, a Christian, three generations later, keeping it nice. Lenin's is guarded by Russian troops right there at Red Square. You know, you've seen them like this, you know. And then the tomb in Jerusalem is empty, whether it's Jesus or not. It's an empty tomb. We have to decide. We have to decide. Most of you have decided. And you're living your decisions. But we need a purpose in our heart 
like Paul said, that nothing persuades me and nothing moves me, nor do I count my life dear to me. That's, that's how we have to, we just have to live. We're always called to live like that, but we, we've, we've come from a time of being soft and we need to have fiber and character. So as we look at our life and we look at our future, whether you're 60 or 70 or 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, we got the greatest generation stepping into turning like my dad. There's still some around. They're almost there. Then there's the baby boomers, 1965, going backwards. Hello, 1961. Then the Gen Xers. What's up, Gen X? Your kids are all growing up now. Like they're adults too. Like, whoa, wow, didn't see that coming. And then we have the millennials with their kids, our little kids, and they'll grow up and be like, didn't see that coming. And we're all just moving through, just like those previous generations of tombs in Bristol, tombs guarded by Russian soldiers, and tombs that are empty in Jerusalem. And when we all are said, when it's all said and done, we step into eternity, all the heartache that life brings us, and many of us have had heartache, and there's more heartache coming because you can't live and not have heartache. There can just be, it's so simple. Him you will hear. He is our source. He is our everything. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And he will speak my words. And his word is the authority over us. The source is Jesus. And the words are living and powerful, sharpening to his sword. And that is how we're governed. And any government wants to rule over me, it's going to be subject to that government. That's my hill. As a pastor. As a disciple. And I think it's ours. And we don't even move from that because we're going to stand before the Lord. And there's that bonus thought where he says, whoever does not hear my words which the, the words of the Father, which I speak in my name, the Father's name, are required of them. Do you want to stand before the Lord and have messed up the opportunities of serving Jesus? Yes or no? No, you don't want to stand before the Lord having wasted your life. You want to fulfill everything he has for us. You're reminded of that tonight because he's the prophet. We want to fulfill his call in our life. He's the author and finisher of faith. Looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. That is where we're looking and we have a whole cloud of witnesses cheering us on. We're like Abraham looking for the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. That's what we're doing. And our standard of right and wrong is the word. And nothing's going to move us from that. The word always gets attacked. It always gets discredited. That's what the devil does. It gets mocked. It goes from being persecuted to mocked and then made irrelevant to a next generation that has been taught to uh, scoff it and despise it like the one we're seeing arise in our country right now. But it's still living, and it's still powerful, and he's still the king of kings. He's still coming. Be watching, be ready, and the word is still going to always be living, whether we're here alive to see what it's doing in the timeline or once we move on from our timeline. So we're reminding this text tonight that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's over the entire universe. And when we step in eternity, the, books will be, the book will be open for the Lamb's Book of Life, and we'll give an account. And what we did, what we did with Jesus, what we did with his word, what we did with his calling will be tested by fire. And it'll be wood, hay, and stubble, or precious jewels. And the precious jewels are the acts of faith and obedience that your life becomes. So store up treasure in heaven by making good decisions, doing the right thing, glorifying Christ, forgiving, walking in purity, and persevering through tribulations and heartache. That's the treasure. The other people, they said, been turning, the books are open. They're open, and they give an account. They give an account for every word, Jesus says, they give an account for every idle thought and the intent of their hearts that they didn't even speak. And then they confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, and then they're cast out into outer darkness. Those are the two futures for every soul on this planet, eight billion of us tonight. 
stand in the Lamb's Book of Life, justified under the blood of the Lamb, singing with the praises with the, the saints of past and saints to come in another dimension. There's no more tears or sorrow, joy unspeakable, or people held accountable for rejecting the word. And that's why we have empathy on people, even when they attack us who reject the word, because they're just, the books are open and they see everything they did wrong. They're held accountable. They confess that he's Lord. Yeah, the last thing they do before they go in outer darkness is confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's a just judgment. And then they go. But that's not our destiny. Our destiny is in glory with the Lord through faith in Jesus Christ. So you're reminded tonight that it is Jesus that we hear. It is words that he speaks truth. And it is he who guides our every step. So don't let the other noise distract you, move you, cause you fear. But just continue to stay on point. Fill your mind with the scriptures. Build your faith up. Faith cometh by hearing and by the word of God. And just stay the course. Rejoice in the Lord. Love people. Have peace. Take it one day at a time. And be faithful and fruitful till, till the trumpet sounds. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brand. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com, where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God bless. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed.